0: We're going to try something a little bit different this week. Something a little more formal. We have our black ties on. I've got my cummerbund. <laughs> I've got my pleated white... I'm f- actually wearing a black bow tie. I've got my pleated white shirt. <laughs> we, what? we are decked out here in the Bald Cave. Hell yeah, we are. Well, who decreed that, uh, you know, Tuck's shirt should have, like, fish gills running down the <laughs> front of them? I, I don't know. Those things I mean, are starched and pressed to hell and back. I think it's for effect. I mean, if you're going to have this bright white shirt, you really need it to be as stiff as possible. You need to almost not even be able to bend over because if you bend over, you're going to start to get shadows. What you really want is not to be able to move. Right. So the shadows cannot come into effect. Your yeah. shirt stays a brilliant white. I got another theory, too, is that because most tuxes, you don't wear a tie. There's nothing to, like, you know, distract how boring ass a shirt really is. <laughs> sure. So you got to have all the frilly stuff. And, sure. You know. I wear a tie with tuxes, man. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I wear uh, three ties with the tux. No. I wear a bow tie and two regular ties no, pinned no. out to my I'm side. all about the vest, the bow tie, and the cummerbund. I do like a starfish tie configuration. Usually people wear either a vest or a cummerbund. I like to do them both. <laughs> <Really>? Starfish? <laughs> <laughs> You just got caught that chocolate starfish, chocolate starfish tie configuration. Uh, listeners, half the time Jim's cracking jokes. <laughs> I go over my head the entire time during my cast, and I'm I listening. Love that. I'm, I'm in my car listening to cast, and I will like pick up all the stuff <laughs> that I'm ignoring during it, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like I'm the ultimate like straight man because yeah. he's talking insanity, and I'm just rolling on an well, unstoppable true. force. I never thought about that. You're the. Uh the Abbott to my Costello or the know. other way around? Whatever. Fuck, those are guys from, oh, just use it for the yeah. third time. Um, you know R what? Rating. I think that um, the problem is, is my, I've got the memory of like a three-week-old crack baby. <laughs> Same here, man. And if I pause for like a half second to acknowledge that you said something <laughs> funny, the thoughts is, it's like a canary God. out the cage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I frequently find myself, like every movie I've ever seen, the names of the actors are permanently seared into my head. I can think of actors' I'm names the opposite. at the drop of a hat, but I cannot tell you the plot for anything. And I'm the opposite. I can, yeah. if you sit me down in front of any random movie I've seen and show me five seconds of it, I will tell you what it is. And if it's like a Superman movie, I'll tell you <laughs> what Superman movie it was. <laughs> is that your special power? It like, is. I've Superman's got, got flying and laser vision. I can tell you the difference between airplane and airplane too. I can tell you the difference between Superman oh, wow. 1 and 3. Just with five seconds of footage. I'd actually like to try that as some kind of Jeopardy challenge. That'd be interesting, yeah. I don't I, know if it's interesting, but... <laughs> yeah, well, uh, to certain people. Try to people. stump the chump. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't be of any interest to our audience, of course, because right. of video. our conversation is. There's five seconds of silence of me saying... Rathacon. <laughs> well, when check you show off him the con in, con check scene. off is in the big bulbous uh, spacesuit. That's yep, Rathacon. Yep, yep. Slugs going in the ears. Ahura's naked. That's Star Trek V. <laughs> and he has what, an encyclopedic what did... knowledge of nudity. Oh yeah, in movies. I'm like uh, Mr. skin Skin's got nothing on me. <laughs> the fact that you know that website. The fact that I know that website <laughs> tells me something about us. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I knew when you said Terry. Terry, Terry Hatcher, Hatcher's flapjack the, titties. During the Beat uh, the Geek Babe cast, I was like, oh, I got the stopper for yeah. him because I've seen those snaps. See, things. That's, that's when it came out. I didn't realize that you were such the aficionado oh, yeah. that you were until that cast. And had I known that, I would never have gone with Terry Hatcher because I knew the evidence was there. Yeah. I've seen it for myself. But apparently you have it on recall, instant yeah, recall. I'm telling your brain. you, I've got a relational database of woman Total parts. Total recall. Yeah. Woman parts. <laughs> of woman parts and, Relational. Uh, <laughs> how how do the relate? How do the woman parts relate to each other? Well, the <laughs> breastbone's connected to the thigh bone, I don't wow. know, something. Yeah, let's not go into that. Uh so, a little bit more formal. Uh we it's got our tuxes bit. on. Uh, let's kick us off, Jim. Okay, I have been building a new computer. I don't know how many listeners have listened to our episode 40. I think we talked about it. Been building a new computer. I'm looking for a new keyboard mouse setup, and I'm building like an ultimate gaming. This was like a three week process for you. It was. I've done a lot of research on computer parts and the latest platforms. This and... this guy was like uh, the beautiful mind guy, Russell Crowe. He had like this like grease pencil sketching, like writing on a window. He didn't shave oh, yeah. for three weeks. I went mildly insane. He started seeing things and talking to himself, and he stumbled out with a. You Actually, know... that's not true. The FBI hired me to crack their code. Was that the largest Amazon box that I've ever seen in the world? Possibly. It was a monitor. I could fit you inside there. Like Possibly. I why would like why would they rebrand the monitor? Why wouldn't they oh, just drop ship it? Dude, get this. The new egg box that I ordered a mouse pad in uh-huh. was at least one foot by sixteen inches. Well when it came from Amazon, I'm like I thought you'd new egg everything. So when I saw the world's largest Amazon box outside, mm. I'm like I'm not Kidding! I could fit Jim inside that box. <laughs> oh yeah. You might not like it, but it would happen. Sure. So it's a big box. It's a it's a big box. Sturdy. It's a big monitor. It's a 23-inch yeah. monitor, 120 hertz refresh rate. Somebody's compensating. 3D ready. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And it comes with the NVIDIA 3D Envision kit or whatever. It's it hot. Is. What are you calling that? My computer. Yeah. Behemoth. That's awesome. See, I've had a computer called Tiny God. And the one nice. I got now is adopted because I actually bought it from Jim when he went up to his yeah. sojourn in Chicago. He adopted it. Yep. I, I wonder how many listeners actually name their computers. Everybody should name their computer. I think so, especially if you're building an awesome gaming rig. Right, name that shit. Yeah, name it. You got to make it happen. Yeah, it's like naming it gives a car a or, or a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like naming a child. Exactly, exactly, like naming a child or a car. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I've been building this rig, so I the, did a lot by of the research the way, on it. before, because oh he might be listening to I ripped Tiny God off of, of, oh, of, of, of Kinds. Kinds. So he's listening, and he'll be like, what, sh- mother, you ripped me off, so I just want to give credit. And he'll be pissed do. that you just gave his first name out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bleep it. That's, okay. We have to bleep that. We'll bleep it. There yeah, we go. All right. Anyway, I've been building this computer, and I need a new keyboard and mouse setup, because my old-ass Logitech is crippled. It's, if I push the cord to the left it cuts out it's busted it's busted so and i actually don't even have a keyboard i took that, my that, only that, keyboard that, into work that actually degrades your gameplay experience i'm guessing it does totally okay. All right. um so actually sure. the solution is to just sling it off to the right right and it works perfectly and i've never had a problem with it after that so i don't know what's up with it anyway so i did i decided to research um mice and <laughs> Gaming mice, wait, specifically. Wait, 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 wait. We're casting about I'm, mice. We're casting about oh mice. Oh, my God. I think the gamers out there are interested. Like, we have Can we get people, tentacle penis here? We can get some tentacle penis. All right. Well, I might need it. <laughs> if you want to edit in tentacle penises, I'm right. not saying I'm Feel vetoing free. this topic. I'm just wanting to see how you're going to fill uh, 10 to 15 minutes of our time with gaming mice. Without problem. All right. Without effort. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> Actually, with you interrupting me, it makes it even easier. So Keep on doing what <laughs> I'll you're keep doing. That stuff up. All right. <laughs> anyway, gaming mice. I wanted to find out what the best gaming mouse was, and immediately, what's what's the first thing that you look for in a mouse? It's wired or wireless, right? No, see, I'm, gonna... I'm wired till I die. See, see, I. In fact, I fact, that's am, why my pet I am peeves. very pro. Actually, Stoffel was commenting on the forums about something that I can't remember, but uh-huh. um, he talked about like wired versus wireless mice, and I was saying that the only thing that a true gamer will use is a wired mouse because of blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, mm-hmm. which I'll go into here in a second. Mm-hmm. But after doing a lot of research, I, I don't know. I'm up in the air. I'm up in the air. All I'm saying is that like it's my pet peeve at work when someone... You know, sitting there talking about their mouth because 90% of work is uh, wireless and it was over my dead body. They actually wow. had to kill me. I came back from the dead to continue my See, that seems like a director of IT. That seems like a terrible move in the business environment. Yeah. If I, batteries alone. Yeah. Oh, God, we go through so many. Yeah. People are always like, well, you know, I go and help them out on their workstation or look over their shoulder and they're like doing that whole like, you know, wiggle the mouse. It's like, well, my battery's <laughs> going dead. It's like, you know what? You know know, uh, what doesn't have that problem? (laughs) Wired mice. And it kills me because it's not like these guys are kicking back on couches from 20 feet away. They're on a desk. That's three feet from their monitor. Mm-hmm. Why in the heck in a business environment would you have a wire? And what kills me more is wireless keyboards. <laughs> they all have wireless, wireless keyboards. That's nonsense. It is. Really. I don't care if only one out of 10,000 characters is ignored. That's mm-hmm. too freaking many. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree, man. I totally agree. I should fire fire my my purchaser because he let this in the door. Go for it. I'm going to. Tomorrow I'm sacking his ass. <laughs> I don't believe that. for there's, a second. There's blood on this cast hand. His family's gonna starve. <laughs> anyway, He's got children. You don't care. Sorry, dude. Apparently, me bringing up this topic got you fired. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so wired versus wireless mice. I've heard a lot of people like complain about wireless, and in me the past, <laughs> me myself included. I mean, in the past, I have been a staunch advocate of wired mice. Um, but I did a lot of research and. There are there are certain things about a mouse that kind of give it its quality and like its gaming status, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there are crit. things like response times. Oh yeah. Um, whether it's wired or wireless, mm. um, and it's like rate of dropping. Oh god. Things um, DPI. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what's <laughs> happening to Aaron over there? It's getting me excited. This is topics better than I thought. I gotta say, there's a lot of meat here. Oh, there's a lot of meat. Meat. Oh. I mean, just on the response times. Let's go into response times because people, when they talk about response times, they think, okay, the human the human response time mm-hmm. to to any stimulus to mm-hmm. to visual stimulus is. And I did a lot of research me, on this. Ask me. What, what do you think it is? Uh, 60 milliseconds. Oh, you're as way fastest. off, dude. Really? You're way off. Okay. To visual stimuli, uh-huh. the human response to a, uh, a simple reaction, uh-huh. not a complex reaction as in like thought process and making decisions. Right, right. Simple reaction is 190 average milliseconds. Wow, that's actually pretty quick. Less than a quarter second. Yeah, it's 1.9 Second, or uh-huh. one point point right, right. one nine seconds, rather. Right, 1.9 seconds. Oh, God. It's like the world's dumbest guy. Right. Monster <laughs> appears on screen two seconds later. Duh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So one, 1. 9 seconds. So this point, is clearly... 1.9 seconds. So 0.19 seconds. And when we're talking about mouse lag, wireless mice are now down. Actually, the limit of USB 2.0 mm-hmm. is 1 millisecond. And wireless mice are down to that. Really? Wireless mice and wired mice can go no faster on USB 2.0 than Now, is this measured in laboratory one millisecond. conditions, or is this encased in a fat, sweaty gamer's meaty paw? This is not in a gamer paw. All right. So you've got to test the six inches of blubber and fat and sweat <laughs> that it sure. has to penetrate. I mean, there's only so much shielding that can happen yeah. there. So. Electromagnetic radiation can't <laughs> penetrate bone, fat, gristle, and sweat like it can in a vacuum. They're testing this in a vacuum. I know they are. Sure they are. <laughs> um... Anyway, so, station. so, like, I wanted to cover the average lag involved in, like, rendering a frame. Uh-huh. Because if you think 190 milliseconds is a lot... Right. Well, okay, so your gaming mouse is going to be 1 to about 8 milliseconds, and it depends on your, your polling rate, which can be anywhere from 1,000 millihertz or megahertz to, like, 200 megahertz. Sure, sure. Um... So that's 1 to 8 milliseconds. Your CPU processing time, like getting the software to recognize the movement, mm-hmm. is about 2 to 20 milliseconds. Uh, the GPU time to render the actual frame is 10 to 30 milliseconds, and the display time on the monitor is 19 to 103 milliseconds. Wow. Yeah. So 103 milliseconds. Well, it ranges significant right. nineteen. Is that on the etch a sketch? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's on a light bright. Where a dude's, Yeah, actually, in the back, <laughs> putting in pegs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, when you total that all up, max, you're looking at less than the human reaction time. But what people don't understand, max, like I think, Apple, about Macintosh? this. No, Max is M A X. Max, uh, okay, Max, okay. max okay. Uh, delay time between frame render. I just got a question because you're like totally down with the Mac now. No, I got this freaking glowing apple. Yeah, staring at it. me. How's it feel? It's not good. <laughs> not good. Got a bite out of it. Who <laughs> it, bit that apple? It looks at you in a demeaning sort of way, doesn't yeah. it? It's smug. As it's a yeah. smug apple. It's, it's glowing better than you. Yeah, it is better well, than you. By the way, I want to take a piece of duct tape and <laughs> over it. <laughs> anyway, then build a boat. So people, so people talk about like, oh well, your your human response time is so high that it doesn't even matter what kind of hardware you're using because it can never match it the wetware is lagging behind the the hardware exactly but i'm not buying that because any delay because the human reaction time is there it's a constant sure there's nothing you can do about that yeah. the hardware time you can reduce we could take methamphetamines probably cut that in half <laughs> sure caffeine methamphetamines <laughs> blue bombers uh air force know. has been doing it for years i don't know what that is but all right <laughs> Anyway, but whatever you add to that via hardware time right. is on top of it. That's true. It's not. It's not as. It's if, not like it's concurrent. Exactly. It's not going to happen at the same you brain's time. Your sitting there like, well, I'm going to be waiting for the CPU for a while. So I might so. as well just. Yeah. That's true. Put that's it true. Off. So if you can, and the other thing is, it, that's a good point. When I when I was researching, I thought, well, is lower really better? Like, does it make a difference? And. I read a, a non-tech, which is one of my favorite websites sure. for like hardware it's mandatory. And stuff. mandatory. Yeah, A-N-A-N-D-T-E-C-H.com com. If people are looking for it, and I'll actually post a link to this article. Actually, in our if you show don't notes. know it. Just sign off our cast. Yeah. Get off. Shut your iPod off. <laughs> you don't deserve to listen to a Geek Cast. iPod, huh? Not listening to it on their Blackberries? Well, that's if you're uber geeky. Oh, I'll okay. suffer an iPod to live. All right. But if you haven't heard of Anon, get the F, uh, GTFO. <laughs> or Tom's Hardware. Tom's Hardware is my other name. Tom concern. Shardware. Tom Shardware. I, was, <laughs> I, I do, do too. Man. Tom I do it's too. like Experts Exchange. <laughs> have you seen that? Expert Sex Change. Yes. They don't have a dash or nothing. It's Experts Exchange, all in word, but it looks like Expert Sex Change. <laughs> Yeah, that's so great. I don't want to subscribe to that. I don't want no. that showing up on my bill for my my expense report. <laughs> exactly. How did you get an expert sex change for fifteen ninety <laughs> five a month? I know a guy who knows a guy. It's you know pay, payment plan. That's what I say. Uh. Anyway, but the way it works out basically is that one to eight milliseconds on your mouse time can make the difference of rendering the mouse movement between like. In the fr- this frame or the next frame. Sure. So, like, let's say the 1 to 8. Let's say take the low end, take the high end. Right. If the frame renders and cuts off at, like, 3 milliseconds, mm-hmm. well, your 4 and up millisecond mice are not going to make it into that yep. frame. They're yep. going to have to wait till the next frame to process your input. Right, right. So, having a 1 millisecond mouse in that case can actually help, and it helps by a factor of 8. Yeah. Or not, not a factor, but... Eight times, right? As, as we're much. talking about teeny, teeny, tiny amounts, extremely still. small amounts, but, but it's a frame. Right. I mean, let's say they're one competitive gaming. Competitive gaming, you want every single edge you can possibly get. That's right. the that's the way I approach this. Right. Um. So I th- I think, in that instance, a one millisecond mouse, hands down, beats an eight eight millisecond mouse. Even if it happens once every, hundred thousand frames, you're still getting that small, tiny advantage. Yeah. I'll buy that. So I think the response time does matter in that case. Right. Um, We can talk about interference next. I mean, with wireless mice, you always run the risk of interference. Every LAN party I go to, I bring a jammer. Just for that, you know, I, I was actually going to suggest that. If yeah. you go to a comp- gaming competition, right. stick a wireless jammer in your pocket, a 2.4 gigahertz jammer. Right. Flick L- that thing off. use so it at start point. Not like the whole, don't blanket it, but like sure. when you're in the semifinals. Yeah. J- and, and you got a critical kill you need, just flip that sucker yeah, on. Yeah, have your manager back there with his hand in his pocket, just yeah. flipping that on and off. Have Mickey every in, in your a corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's going to be sitting there, go for the jammer. <laughs> go for Jam them up, Rock! Jam them up! (laughs) Anyway, so I think just from a reliability aspect point, um, the wired mouse has it beat there. Because with proper shielding, with proper RF shielding in both your case and your mouse and your cable, there is no possibility for the drop signal. I mean, unless your USB ports physically fail, there's no possibility for interference. Sure. Uh, and that's not the case with a wireless mouse. And especially when you are going to gaming conventions and it's this unknown environment. Well, if you have What like, kind of wireless setup do they have? Oh. What kind of... Everybody's using like these wireless mice. There's 500 mice there. They're all yeah. operating on the same 2.4 gigahertz frequency. Something is going to interfere. Oh, yeah. It, it's not actually unlikely that right. you'll have a problem. Right. So I think when you're competitively gaming, you need a wireless or a wired mouse. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you uh, uh, actually confirmed my bias and prejudice. I like when things like that happen. I feel like I'm watching Glenn Beck. It's interesting, though, because, I mean... <laughs> See, you just did it to me. <laughs> you're right. You ran right over that. You're going to stop and I laughed. Well, I was going to respond to it, but I didn't catch your last statement. <laughs> I didn't catch Glenn Beck until a little bit uh, after that. Yeah, you know? It's, it's like you're uh, Sean Hannity. Like I'm there. reading Sarah Palin. Like Bill O'Reilly. Yep. Or Jeanine Garofalo for right wing people or John Stewart. Yeah. Sure. Fucker. Anyway. <laughs> I love Stuart Smalley. Stewart Smalley. I love John Stewart. Who's Stewart Smalley? I don't know. You know, he's Why the... would you just say a random name that you don't no, know? No, he's the dim... he's the senator from uh, Minnesota now. He's like Matt Roloff, right? Oh, <laughs> <All> away now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Come on, roll on. We'll get we'll to on. that later. Sorry. Right. Derail. Back on track. Um but anyway, I <sighs> Uh, I'm way off topic now. You just derailed this whole conversation. (laughs) It's the fugitive scene all over again. But uh, another area I wanted to talk about, after I've just condoned the use of wired mice, is the possibility of wire drag and what do you do with the wire. Like, with a wired mouse, it is a little cumbersome to try to deal with the wire. It's not. It throws off off the balance a little bit. You can solve that with a strip of duct tape. Duct tape? Duct tape. Yeah, that most of the re- most of the resistance I found in mice is that it, when it falls off a vertical surface, and you're trying to pull it back up. If you there. actually duct tape a little bit of like an S curve oh. into the mouse, it's like goes away completely. Yeah, and they have like bungees I've that you can put d- there. And the, I think seriously. Razor has like an armadillo uh, product. At that one we'll point, I used it, I got there. a piece of industrial. Uh, and it's actually still on my desk. I got an industrial piece of Velcro, and I this like is, Velcroed wow. around the thing so I could just like stick it. You know, this is like NASA stuff going on. Yeah, here, man. man. Yeah, zero G gaming. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> brain. Ooh, that could zero be scary. G, zero lag. But anyway, I, I bet think the astronauts get terrible pings. <laughs> I honestly think that the wire drag and the the maintenance of the wire i i think that's more of like an opinion sort of thing yeah because you get used to it for sure yeah. you can compensate for it yeah it's kind of the same i think it gives people excuses like you know <laughs> oh my wire caught on something it's, it's the new it's the new uh i lagged out kind of you know yeah yeah so man I was gonna kill you but i ran on a mouse pad <laughs> <laughs> well they get sell a, a behemoth ball. yeah or just use the desk it tracks yeah. on everything now yeah Although, I, I would like to do something on mousing surfaces. I was because... going to say, at the end, I want to comment on that. Okay, because okay. they do make a difference. It's... Yeah, oh. Well they, I don't know so much now with the optical and laser mice, but... Oh, I have a section on laser mice. We'll Dude, get to that. All right. My God, this is deep. <laughs> it's deep, man. I went all the way. This is like an Olympic swimming pool with a diving well. But any, anyway, I can understand why people would refer, prefer wireless on that, because there is no possibility for drag. There's no possibility of getting snagged on anything. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. You don't have to think ahead. And actually, some mice have both, even. Um what? Yeah, some mice are wireless, and you can plug them in, and the same cable that they used to charge can also be used to transfer data. Oh. Ah, so, it's like a BlackBerry. Yeah. Although the, the cables on those are usually stiffer than, like, wired mice cables. Oh. <laughs> I I need to skip on to the next topic, apparently. (laughs) Um, Response times differ. Uh, Yeah, speaking of response times. uh, Yeah, we're about to go into DPI. DPI. I'm going to DPI your brain right now. (laughs) Uh, DPI, man. DPI. Now, this looked... is the one area where I'm primed because I, early on in my gaming career, recognized the difference between a sh- a, a shitty off-the-shelf mouse and, like, okay. a 1200 DPI, like, AutoCAD mouse. Okay, because nice. It, it so happened that my ex mm-hmm. was an AutoCAD drafter. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she had, like, this really high-quality mouse, and I had just this, this, this crappy, you know, Microsoft whatever. 19 dollar mouse jiggle box and uh when she got like a 1200 or 2400 dpi maybe it's even higher laser mouse and i like tried it once for gaming mm-hmm. i was like wow yeah it is amazing how much the feel improved it really is um the dpi can be a complicated subject i did i think I've... there's a limit probably at a top end where it's like it gets to be ridiculous like like the difference between there is, like yeah. a, a, a 400 and 1,200 DPI is, is vast, but I bet 1,200 mm-hmm. to 2,400. Dude, they're up to 5,600. Get that. 5,600 DPI. Wow. On the latest gaming mice. Wow. And that's wireless, too. I mean, it's not like wow. they're having trouble transferring the shit. I'm like MacGruber's, MacGruber's wow. wife. Wow. 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 <laughs> All right. And our <laughs> listeners are like, uh, I don't know, something's fleeing something a burning building. Yeah, go. <laughs> go flee that burning building anyway D- DPI is interesting because it's not really static when they talk about DPI they should really talk about CPI because they talk about dots per inch but Mind counts blown. counts per inch is what they really need to talk about because counts is the number of counts in an inch the number of steps counted in an inch so like is the, this like on Sunday morning and you wake up and you got a ruler by your bed, and your board. I've, wh- <laughs> and you got like a maybe a notebook, and you're keeping track. Is and that you what got you're talking morning about? Morning wood. Is that what's? Is that where this is you just going? want to see like you know how you know if there's any kind of growth. <laughs> Counts per. This is a uniquely Ron experience here. Really? <laughs> yeah. Never mind. So I do mine on Saturday mornings, man. Oh. No, Sunday, but you can't beat a Sunday morning, Sunday morning boner. <laughs> What about a Friday night boner? No, I think Johnny Cash even sung about. (laughs) With my Sunday morning boner. Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, that ruins my topic of DPI. Because now I'm thinking of DP in a totally different fashion. Anyway, needless to say, uh, DPI is complicated. And I'm actually not going to explain it. I'm just going to link to the Anand article. Because it's extremely complex and I don't think I could do it justice. But basically, when you have high DPI, you can move your mouse in smaller increments. And so you can... You're not going to run out of mouse pad as fast. You're not going to run out of mouse pad as fast. Five you can aim control. more accurately yeah. when you need to. Yeah. Uh, make very minor adjustments to your cursor. So uh, it's, it's valuable. And I, I don't know that 5600 is necessary. Yeah, like where does but it cap out? I don't know. I mean Remind me at the end of this, I want to talk I want to propose an experiment. Okay. Because I've already formulated one and I've got a three week old crack baby brain, so I need you to help. <laughs> Together we're a six week old crack baby, and that might be enough to remember. Alright, well let's let's make a note of that and see what happens. Oh, you're actually going to use technology? Okay. Technology. I guess I could too. I think my laptop sleep. Uh, mine has been disconnected from the internet, so <laughs> I cannot update our Google Doc. Um, anyway. Where's your docs now? The other thing I want to talk about in DPI is real-time and software-adjustable DPI. Um, a lot of mice have software-adjustable DPI, so where you can change how accurate the mouse is. or Why how, would you how, do that? Well, Why would you ever takes, turn it down? Because if you want high-speed reaction, like if you want to— Burns more battery? No, no, no. If you want to jump across the screen real fast with a small motion, right. you want to lower DPI. Right. So you can move that real estate faster. So I think you'd always turn a hardware up full blast and then adjust it within a software. Like go and adjust your mouse sensitivity within the game. Well, I mean, that's what you're doing with the drivers, right? I mean, oh. the hardware is still going to pull at whatever rate it's pulling at, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's essentially what the drivers are doing. I guess, yeah. Continue. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but, like, real-time adjustable is interesting. There's this mouse that I really like and I really want. It's called – it's made by Cyborg, who I think is a Cytec company. Sounds like it. Um, You know the SciTech stuff? Oh, yeah. They they, they had the knockoff Flight Commander sticks for so long. Like, you know, you can get the real Mach 4, you know, stuff. And then you can get the SciTech for like a quarter off. Exactly. But this one is actually high quality. It's called the Rat 7 or the Rat 9. is our hear dot the word A A dot rat, dot... I think quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think sur- bubonic plague. <laughs> and next, I think quality. <laughs> I think out back in my alleyway eating my garbage. Yeah, sure. And then quality. Gnawing off the face of babies. And then I think <laughs> quality. 1984 and quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, the Rat 7, Rat 9. These are really, really cool mice. They're the 5600 DPI uh, but what the cool feature is with the DPI is they have, like, a kill switch where you can set multiple DPIs. Your DPI could be at 5600 while you're playing or, or lower or whatever you want. Then you hit, you hold down the switch, and it will switch to a lower or higher DPI so that you can get more accurate aim when you need it, which I think is cool. I mean, you get, you get zoned in on somebody, and you hold right. that down and make fine adjustments there. So how do you do that? Seems how do you, you activate cool. that? Again? It's a kill switch. It's it's not a toggle. It's oh, just while you're holding it down with your like thumb, a dead man switch. Exactly mm. like a like a train conductor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he doesn't run off the tracks. I really? don't know. Okay. Exactly like that. So if the train conductor faints, you're dead. Is that what you're saying, or is it the opposite? No, it's the opposite. If he's conscious, you're dead. Like if you faint, your DPI is going back to normal. Oh, okay. I gotcha. All right. For, try not to faint during. Matches. Though. I, I try. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was a really cool feature of that mouse. Um, I'm actually considering getting one of these, so I'm probably going to talk them up a lot. Just a warning. How much is it? Uh, you don't want to know. Okay. It's a hundred dollars. Oh, that's not bad for yeah, the for rat, gaming. For, I mean, for you... the Rat Seven, it's hundred and fifty. Right, right, right. For the now, rat does it one. have? Are you going to talk about weight and balance? I am. Okay. I'm actually, right. I am just about off. to I'm move back, into back, that. I'm backing off. No, that's perfect. Perfect right. segue. Um let's go back to the rat nine or actually a ton of mice have these um yeah sure d- dynamically adjustable weight you can no, take these tiny one. little one gram five yeah. gram weights right, right and stick them somewhere on your mouse in either like a cartridge or yeah. or onto a, a rod because everybody's got a rat sweet 9. spot i mean that's one of my main exactly. mice criteria selection i like a, my, a mouse to feel a little weighty mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. now you've got too. these game these gaming mice they actually have the weights where you can customize it yeah and that's perfect i mean these are these are the standard features now of a gaming mouse. Mm-hmm. If you don't have those, it's not really a gaming mouse. No, you're sucking hind tit. <laughs> I don't I know was... what that means, but it's probably bad. The <laughs> I'm tit sure it Closest is. to the butthole has gotta be the worst one, right? Uh probably. <laughs> yeah. I've never sucked a hind I'm tit. Not saying you're getting chocolate milk, but you know. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we'll discuss that next week on Milkcast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we're we're talking about adjustable weight, and not only adjustable weight, but with this Rat 9 and Rat 7, adjustable shape. You can actually customize the shape of the mouse. They have, like, this Allen wrench that comes out of the back of the mouse, and you can use it to turn screws that adjust, like, where the thumb rest is, like, how far up and down the mouse it goes, the height of the mouse. I'm MacGrubering it again. Wow. (laughs) It's amazing. It's really amazing. You should check this out. All right uh but See, i mean that's, that's i've always been agnostic about shape as long as it's not like totally effed up like i've seen a gamer mouse like looks like the starship enterprise oh, enterprise God. d it's like oh. all swoopy and a and it has got a place for your like the fat part of your palm to sit and i'm like i didn't like it what's the worst shape you can like maybe a square uh, like a, a cube like a sea urchin a sea urchin See, it might not be bad. A little no. massage while you're playing. <laughs> they put a fan in the middle so you you don't know, get the sweat on. I actually had a chill know, stream Logitech chill stream I've, controller. Yeah. That was really cool. Has fans Total in it, it blows on it, your come hands. Come on. No, no, no. It worked, man. Cause, cause I've seen, it keeps your hands cool. Uh, see, I don't have a problem with sweaty hands. I'm, I do. I'm a cool cucumber uh, under dude, pressure. Potato thumb out the wazoo. My hands are like the face of some kind of national monument. It's oh. dry and chalky. <laughs> naturally it does resemble Washington it does <laughs> <laughs> that resembles the the, the Washington uh, Monument the Washington Monument yeah. I was going for that tall slender middle finger I was going for Mount Rushmore but it's impressive <laughs> but thanks for that yeah Um why are some mountains in the shape of presidents <laughs> oh god <laughs> we're going back to the <laughs> insane, insane, clown insane clown posse, posse. Yeah. meta magnets how, how do, do they work? work I don't know I don't know we know how mouse work, though. Yeah, we do. We're, are, we are going to know by the end of Nitty this. Nitty-gritty. Um, another issue to consider when buying a gaming mouse There's is more. the material of the foot pads. Whoa! Now this actually the this is slicker, the better in my opinion. I agree. You don't and... want one made a sandpaper. I made that <laughs> mistake. <laughs> the sandpaper mouse. The yeah, six ninety nine razors... new egg mouse. It's yeah, not, they make it out of three hundred grit sandpaper. They made a Middle East themed mouse, yeah. and it ended up being rough and textury yeah. mm, and not good. No, it wasn't good. You can like kind of file the calluses on your feet though. Get yourself a petty. I've seen actually the petty mouse feet mice, where you strap your foot to miscontraction contraption and I've, use it like a mouse. I've seen a mouse where you actually use a foot pedal to click because they said that was part of the you know repetitive stress injury syndrome. Uh, yeah, yeah. That the instead of you know, clicking and kind of arching your, you actually just move and then you click with your foot. That seems dumb. I think a person who uses that needs to be beat up. I think if someone could competitively game with that thing, <laughs> they would be a rock star. <laughs> like, are you going to talk about like, trackballs I'm not. Okay. I'm not because nobody freaking uses them. I mean, things. people used to swear by them. Psychonuts. nuts. My friend Psychonuts, man. you have to man. beep that shit. I'm going to beep that. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Psychonuts used to game on a trackball. That's A thumb trackball. That's crazy. Nonetheless. I knew would guy. And my butt. I knew a guy that competitively game with a joystick. And he was uh, yeah. In the group that we played, he was definitely top tier, but he was not mm. better than like Ace Jason and I. That's that's insane to me. And what's funny is here's the way it worked. If he held one button down, he went forward. If he released, it went backwards. Oh, dude. So he, like, bound all of his movement. The only thing he had to touch the keyboard for, this is in the Doom 2 days, the only thing he had to touch his keyboard for was, like, weapon selection and opening doors. <laughs> That's insane. He had to, yeah, it's, yeah. So. I mean, I've I've seen some messed up control schemes. Like I knew a guy. I've got a messed who? up control scheme. A Z. A Z is weird. It's A-Z. It's from descent. It isn't is. It, it's A Z control alt. Yeah. A S yeah. W A S D W. Fuck that. I am. <laughs> dang, that's a hard habit to break. I'm control all A Z till I die. Shift dude. to run. Space I've, to jump. I've seen a guy who ran forward with his right mouse button. Wow. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. 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 I got the eagle claw method. My right. actually... My right mouse button in Counter-Strike when I was really good was switch to pistol. Mm. Because it's... You always have to. Yeah. Like when you're at a firefight and, oh, I'm out of ammo, right click, you're immediately to your pistol and you're right. firing again. Whereas this guy's fumbling around with mouse wheels or trying to reach to numbers... No. See, I always had a mouse wheel bound. And Counter Strike is um, neutral was your primary weapon. Mm-hmm. Flicking up was your knife. Flicking down was your pistol. Oh, you didn't even have to like click it up no. one. No, okay. you had to sh- 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 so. That's good. And Chase, H- he was like one of the best gamers of all time back in the day. He had a going forward and back was S <laughs> Z, and sidestepping was A X. So there's all kinds Whoa. of freaky schemes you can use, and they may not necessarily be bad. Right? They're horrible. They're horrible. Yeah. Anyway, but Teflon, I mean, you can't go wrong with Teflon no. on your mouse feet. That's, it's th- like the standard de facto. There are actually some hybrids out there like Teflon right. and other substances. And look for replaceable feet. Yes, I was actually going to yeah. mention that because yeah. over time your feet will wear down. And when that Teflon coating comes off, you're going to be hampered. You're- I will say that a poor man's, like if you've got a cheap mouse and that you've noticed it's lost its ability, mm-hmm. uh, satin magic 3M tape is a pretty good, like, you know, you can replace that if every couple not, of months and it's, it's going to be, but for $4, you can buy brand new feet. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not arguing. You I'm you just saying in a pinch, pinch. And aids, in a pinch, we live in the internet age, In a pinch, a penny's worth of satin magic tape. And they ship it to you might, in a 12 by 16 by I'm just 9 I'm saying in box, a pinch, it might save your life. It might. If you're in a gaming competition and your feet go out, the 3M tape might save your life. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's all I had on foot material. Um, now we're to the topic that you really wanted to talk about, I think, laser versus the LED, the optical mice. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, in, I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that if you want to be a gamer, you cannot be using an LED optical mouse. Well, you for you sure can to be, using, be using a laser. Well, <laughs> like, dude, no, the the like, Razer boom slang. When it first came <laughs> out, my Counter-Strike team got... Not sponsored by Razer, but we got free... All of us got free Razers to play with. And Razers are the last of the high-end mice to use balls, right? I think they were. Why? And they were considered really good at the time. Right. But uh, my track record with Razer has been less than impeccable. I'm telling Um, you, because the second you get that thing dirty, it degrades instantly. Well, not even that. With the Razer mouse that I had, the boom slang, um, my left mouse button after maybe... 10,000 clicks, if that right, right. started to double-click hmm. when I would click it. So,
1: so anyway, I, if I anyone from
0: Razor's it. listening and you want a sponsorship, we're open to that. <laughs> uh, true story. No, but I, I'm sure they're better now. True I'm story. Sure like We used to have like a bunch of ball mice that were left like in, in the spare mice bin, and they'd always oh, work their way to the tech Burn bench. them. And anytime, anytime I'd have to go to the tech bench and use a mouse, which is very rare, but like I, it would always be crappy and I'd struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every time I found I told the guys I don't ever want to see these on the tech bench. <laughs> I actually get my scissors out and cut it. Nice. And I'd hang it up in my office. And I have seven ball mice hung up by their tails, <laughs> like a, like 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 some kind of Japanese kill record from World War II in the Pacific Theater <laughs> above my door. Sweet. And it's been like three or four years since I've done it, but it's funny because people will go in my office like, "What's the mice up in there?" And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't like ball mice. Conquests. They're yeah. conquests. They're kills. <laughs> Confirmed kills. Anyway. Anyway, so the main uh, the main problem with the LED optical mice is the DPI. You're looking at 800 DPI max. Really? For an LED. Yeah. Wow. Which is really not usable in this day and age. Although it's funny because back in the day when you had 120 to 400 DPI, mice, 1200 oh. used to be considered uh, high-end. Yeah yeah and yeah. now we're looking at 5600. I mean right. that's literally five times the 800. So so it's, the it's LED insane. that that's the classic red mm-hmm. right. Now uh what's the good stuff? The good stuff is laser. Is now, is it like a visible laser. laser? Like you put your yeah, eyeball yeah. up to it and it'll blind you? No, no, no. You, you is it can't a blue laser? Blinded. Green laser? Or what? I don't think the color matters, man. I don't, really? This is not Blu ray here. We're not okay. talking about hyping the color of the laser. All right. Well, <laughs> we're I mean, just saying. I don't even think the laser is visible. Monster lasers Cable typically aren't will make visible. a mouse and they'll make a big deal out of what color it is. I sure. You. Sure. But and then all, they'll charge you $100 for the polarity for a of put. the cables will be perfect. <laughs> they'll be oxygen-free oxygen free copper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Non oxidized. Yeah. Yep. Uh, ridiculous. Adds two if, or three any, frags per game. If anyone is listening to this and is seriously considering buying Monster Cables, go to Blue Jean Cables instead. Yeah. Look up Blue Jean because they had a huge feud with Monster Cables. Do you uh-huh. remember that? Uh, uh, yeah. Dude, Monster Blue C- Jean laid Monster out. Oh, yeah. Laid them out. It was unbelievable. This small underdog company is just like, look, they're BSing you guys. Yeah. You can actually get as good a sound for like audio equipment mm-hmm. with a coat hanger. Yeah. <laughs> As you can to the mouse, and cable. some and audio been demonstrated in Labs, yeah. yeah. Some audio files are like I only use coat hangers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because uh, it's the pure set. A kid out yeah. of town. No, it's There's just a large gauge copper. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um. But yeah, the the LED mice only go up to eight hundred. You're looking at five thousand six hundred. So if you want precise control, if you're the kind of person who likes to do that dynamic DPI switching, mm-hmm. you do not want an LED mouse. a, a, a standard optical mouse. You want a laser. I want to throw mine out right now. You have an LED mouse? I do. Oh, that's. I've got the cheapest cheap mouse disgusting. you can get. It's like some kind of HP that came with some system. Oh, that's horrible. Because I, I won the. You game with that? It's the only component of my old ass, busted, divorced, Dark Ages system that still survives. Horrible. Horrible. I I need to buy you a real mouse. <laughs> yeah, they're I not guess that so. expensive. Really? Some of them are, but yeah. a a decent entry level gaming mouse is not that expensive. Um, the other thing, the final thing that I wanted to talk about in regards to uh, features that are typically found on a gaming mouse is the extra buttons. I mean, you're not just looking at left, right, uh, middle, man. wheel, thumb lost me here. I think extra buttons are the. You know, I'm kind of of that same opinion, but I do see the use, especially in things like MMOs. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't it's want to be reaching I, for... You know how much I love those listeners. <laughs> yeah, me too. But in MMOs, the, Razer actually makes a lot of good MMO mice. Uh, they have like twelve buttons on the side for your thumb, so you can reach your without moving your hand and still being able to move your character around. You can reach your spells, your potions, whatever you need to reach. Um, it's right there on the mouse. So I think that's actually a benefit because because it it can't be a it can't be a drawback, right? If you don't use them. It's the same as having a mouse Unless, without it. Well, sometimes it compromises the design of the mouse. Sure. sure. I've seen a lot of stuff where you accidentally yeah. push buttons. and. But as long as it doesn't do that, as long as they don't get in the way, then it can't be a drawback. It can only be a benefit. And things like, um, like I had my, when I was talking about this the Counter-Strike uh, mappings where I right click to change my weapon, um, I mapped my secondary fire to my thumb button. So, like, if I wanted to zoom in with my SIG or something, I would thumb button click. So, I mean, having those extra buttons is good because where else do I put that? If I don't have an extra button, I can't put that anywhere, and I'm I'm looking at the same problem I had without the right click. Yeah, I guess. I just think it's a bad – I also am prejudiced against any method that um, makes it harder to go from one setup to the next. What do you mean? Um like if you get used to a certain funky layout. Um Mm -hmm. that's one thing I hate about my A Z control alt is when I go and use someone else's computer after re stop and rebind everything. (laughs) Sure. So you actually not with the cloud, steam cloud, you don't. Well you you get used to something and then you abstract that further and you go to a competition where it's like Mm -hmm. everything's mandated, it must be this way. I just think it's a bad idea to use that level of customization. Well, I mean as long as the rules aren't preventing you from using it. But In a competition, competition setting? Oh, I sure. I, I, I mean, I don't think it's prohibited to use extra mouse buttons, is it? Uh, I mean, as a, I, you can you bind macros to them, I assume. Did you know that the, I think it's Major League Gaming, MLG, right. does World of Warcraft? God. Did you know that? Move on. If, if you, you want to know our thoughts, if you want know to know Gemini's thoughts on Massive Multiplayer uh, and the here Peter's uh, weak-ass rebuttal, uh, listen to episode 15, Massively Multiplayer of Blue Yonder. We 15? actually go in You've depth. you got that on Recall. I do. You, well, wow. you know. It's it's uh, naughty parts of women and our casts. <laughs> cast. I devote 90% of my brain to that. Nice. So. Anyway, so I think the extra buttons are valuable. Um, even even though you may think they're not usable in tournaments. I don't know. I just don't like getting used to it, and I've never had one that I've... I've actually used quite a few mice to have extra buttons, and the only... The mouse wheel, the clickable mouse wheel is the last button that I've always thought, wow, how did I live with this before? Huh, really? Everything else has been just extra and I never end up I don't using like it. the quick, the clickable mouse wheel because I end up accidentally switching weapons or something when I try to click so it. you just need to get one of the appropriate firmness. Like I like, a, I like a notchy. I like a I notchy too. wheel. I do too. A lot of people don't. Like a Logitech, the ones that get smooth, I don't like that. I like the notchy wheel and, yeah. a, and some firmness when you're clicking. And see, this is all opinion I like, stuff. I like my mouse wheel like I like my titties. I, I could have gone firm into more... Firm <laughs> <Notchie. laughs> You lost me. You had me at firm, Naughty. Yeah, firm. A firm I like. You like Notchie. Naughty. I don't even know. Ugh. I'll show you hey. pictures. <laughs> I've seen him. Terry Hatcher is Naughty no. titties. <laughs> oh. Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway. Anyway, I, I tried to stay away from the mostly opinion stuff. I tried to go with fact. Like... What is factually better? The DPI, the response time, wire versus wireless, like all these things. I didn't want to get too much into opinions because I have opinions all day. You have opinions all day. So do all of our listeners. And are you wrapping up? Because this is where I think my experiment comes in. I am, but, okay, let's go into the experiment, and then I'll go into a new feature for mice that I think would be invaluable. Okay. Uh, For an experiment, I'd like to see a top-tier, like, maybe a Counter-Strike guild, two ones that are, like, roughly equally matched. Mm-hmm. I like to see them play on a high, like, all the mice, physical features, weights are identical to the ones they use, but to re- replace it with something of a high response time and high DPI, and then they mm-hmm. go, like, a low but still reasonable, like, 800 DPI and a reasonable response time and have it blind. It's double blind, so they all look the same, and you mm-hmm. go in there and you compete, and then you go and you switch equipment and you compete again and see if the results change. Hmm. Because, I, I mean, some of the stuff you say is empirical, like any response time you add to the human response time is a penalty. Yes. But I question how much that matters when you're talking about the lanes sure. themselves having response time. But it has and, to have some sort of impact, doesn't it? I, it's, you're getting in a monster cable area. I'd like to see an empirical test. I I mean even if I mean they... I I will say that going from four hundred DPI mice to twelve hundred DPI was a revelation. Yeah. I personally mm-hmm. experienced it. And I and I, I wasn't like saying... I didn't shell out a bunch of money for that mice and like a lot of times you have this confirmation bias. Like I spent twelve, mm-hmm. yeah. I spent two hundred dollars sure. on this cable. It sounds freaking amazing. Or a placebo effect where yes. they tell you it's better, so you think it's better. Right, and you spent the dollars. It damn well better sure. be better. Sure, yeah. I'm saying, about I had this mouse laying around anyway as an accident. Uh, but that I'm I saying got. even like with the response time, even if it only happens once every hundred thousand frames, that's got value. Sure, it has value. As sure. a competitive gamer, you want every advantage you can get. Oh yeah, no and doubt. that's one of the advantages. No doubt. So, I, I think that is valid. Whether, whether it helps you regularly, routinely, whatever, it's valid. So, let's talk Ultimate Mice. Ultimate Mouse feature. Ultimate. Uh, we want to go a into buddy mine. Jim Jones, yeah. Okay. That was your rant. That was a small rant. That was a small rant, yeah. Okay. Um, my, my ultimate feature, and I cannot believe we're talking about 1995 tech. I was holding this in my hands. In 1995, where's my vibration? Uh, oh my mouth. No, 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 no. And, and it Active sounds feedback, dumb. It like sounds dumb. I've got a dumb. vibrating. I've got a f- vibrating set of headphones, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I do actually. Any but peripheral he can get vibrates. <laughs> my chair vibrates. Oh, it's My sick. desk vibrates. I need to my talk monitor. To you about this. My monitor vibrates. It's sick. <laughs> no, here. Okay, hear me out on this because I think I have a way to revolutionize. Competitive gaming—if they'll allow vibrational mice. Well, I've listened to thirty some odd minutes of mice talk that I didn't think I would. So, oh, are we I'll at 30? You. Oh, that's a lot of time. I'll indulge you more. Okay. What are we at? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, who um, cares? Keep rolling. I, okay. Let's go with this, baby. Let, let Let's keep rolling. Um, this is going to be a two hour mouse cast. Well, we're going to do two Buckle <laughs> in. Yeah, I hope you guys like mice because <laughs> we're going all out. Uh, you can listen to any kind of topic you want as long as it's mice. Okay, vibration. Let's talk for a second about human reaction times. And I know I, I went into a little bit of this on the visual side earlier. The visual human reaction time oh. for simple for simple reactions is 190 milliseconds to I me. Mean, average time. Yep. Auditory, 160 milliseconds. Mm-hmm. Which comes into play in games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You hear things, you're like, oh shit, there's something behind me. Sure. Spin around. I do that all the time. Touch is 155 milliseconds, it's the shortest of all of them by five milliseconds. By five, we're talking about we're we are disputing the use of one millisecond mice by five milliseconds, but but not only by five milliseconds because I have ideas for the touch, okay, and, and I'll present them in a second. I bet you do, sicko. It's <laughs> it's 35 milliseconds faster than visual stimulus, okay? So let's say. that's a third of a tenth of a second. Which is kind of a big deal. I mean, with how fast professional players can target you, Uh lock onto you, you're looking at far less than a second. Yes. It takes nowhere near a second for me to lock onto your head and kill you. All right. So I think every millisecond you can squeeze out is worth it. So here's my suggestions for some uses of vibration. If your crosshair is over an enemy... A very, very slight vibration to where you can tell, but it doesn't impede, like, your aim, your movement, when your crosshair is over an enemy. Almost like a gravity effect, a sticky effect. Like, you can feel it like you're running over a bump in the surface. Because it can actually be hard to tell exactly, like, when you swing your mouse across it can be hard to tell visually if you're on the guy because sure. you have to track everything as it's moving. Sure. With a with touch stimulus, you can actually feel when you're over the guy and it responds faster than the visual stimulus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my other one, well, I, I have several more, but in an FPS game, what if your mouse gave a very light vibration when you were low on health or when you had active power-ups, things like that? Um, like, let's say... Or, or, or when your power-up was about to run out. Like, that that keeps your eyes on the action. That means you don't have to look at certain elements of the screen. You don't have to worry about your health, because when your health is low, it's going to vibrate on your finger, which is already there. It would be interesting to see if that offloads a little bit of your brain, because you have to pay attention and monitor that stuff. You, you do, yeah. You know, most games are designed enough that you've got an active power-up there's some kind of indication. Audio mm-hmm. visual that it's wearing sure, yeah. off, that it's expiring. But you know, I wonder. You know, I wonder if you. Uh, I think where the gain would be is if you turned off the other stimulus and just had the vibration. That would actually mm-hmm. free up mental cycles. I think possibly. If you just added it, I don't see how it could be a benefit. It'd be interesting to experiment with subtracting the other audio, uh, uh, inputs and just leave it to the vibration. What about um, when you're getting hit? Like, let's say you're in an FPS and you're getting hit from a direction. And the mouse vibrates in a certain direction, like on a certain side of the mouse. There's again. Because you, you will know quicker sure. than you. I, I, barely, barely. It's five right. milliseconds. Right. But you're going to know quicker that you're actually getting shot, and right. you'll be able to react to it faster. Right. So maybe. And, and, and the intensity of the vibration could even vary with the range of the I just, shot. I just wonder if that would actually be a detriment. Because you want. What is that? I find that I play much better FPS when I'm calm. And I don't care. Like ultimately, like when something doesn't matter at all, I'm mm-hmm. I'm at my most elite level. If I'm in a competition, my performance I feel, is already degraded because I'm mm-hmm. one of those types that I don't rise to the occasion. <laughs> I tend to, you know, wiener shrivel at during head. during the, the, you know, not by a huge amount, but sure. I'm talking about like a tactile sensation like that. I wonder if the if if the reaction time's faster because you're getting that like because you got like some. Like if you touch a hot surface, your mm-hmm. spinal cord actually is programmed to have a re- a reflex like twitch response mm-hmm. to remove like a pricking sensation or a heat sensation. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if your brain actually handled it, it would be it's like another tenth of a second to get your hand off that. So I wonder if that would actually trigger that primitive, almost like the dinosaurs had the, <laughs> the, the ass brain. And you just drop your mouth. Yeah, you can... just, like, you'd like flinch off of it. Now, you could condition uh-huh. yourself to ignore that. Yeah. But I just wonder, like, in a really stressful kind of flight or fight response, your heart's beating, if that would, you know, especially if it like really jumped, if you're really hmm. taking the damage. Interesting. I, I didn't consider that's that. That's just my opinion. I got sure. no, yeah. So. You got no scientific backup right. for it. Um, th- th- no, that's interesting that you bring that up, though, because I would like to do, actually, if our listeners like this topic and this episode, um, I'd like to do an entire show or, or a series of shows on, like, competitive gaming and what it takes, like, what edges you can get, what advantages, like, gaming mice um maybe keyboards like monitors and video cards and just like general things you can do to get the edge on people Hmm. um i think it would be interesting it's a longer topic of geeks i mean geeks love games or gaming ethics even (laughs) no dude i'm not (laughs) advocating cheating no just toss a (laughs) flashbang over to the other team's aisle of computers what it's in the game how, how well are you gaming with that going in? <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't notice. They'd just think, oh, I got flashed in the game. Yeah, right. Why Dang is it going it. away? Why are my ears bleeding? <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's one of my suggestions. The other interesting thing you could do with like MMOs would be like if a certain buff is applied to your character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have it vibrate. Or right. when your health gets low or things. Basically things to keep your eyes on the action. Because every time you have to look at your health, every time you have to look at your magic your mana status every time you have to look off of your crosshairs basically you're losing cycles you're losing right the ability to focus on the action and kill people yeah so i think anything you could offload to your other senses which you don't use touch you don't use it at all during games right so if you could offload that to another sense it might be worthwhile i just wonder if you could actually measure the difference I'm sh- uh, well. I'm sure they'd have to do experiments and stuff. Right. Although it might not. But like I said, even that. if even. But the thing is, the placebo effect is real. So even sure. if you only thought it gave you an advantage, that's that's a leg up. And I think, uh, like I'm, I wish I could start a company doing this stuff. Yeah, because I think that would sell. I think if you market it right. Sure. You could totally sell it to gamers. Fatality. People sell monster cables for God's sake. <laughs> Fatality, if you're listening, get on the vibrational. Is mouses. he even the guy anymore? He, I, dude, that's he's like got, that's he's got like company. The, that was ten know. years ago, man. That was like five years ago. We're gonna talk about who's the guy before thresh. that? Thresh, thresh, thresh. yeah, thresh. yeah thresh. thresh, If you're on that, shit, Zolander. Get on it. If you're listening, that's so- back in Whoa. the Doom Two days. You're going back too far for me. Yeah. Thresh, winning the Lambo, is about, or winning the Ferrari is about all I can go back to. Right. Yeah, I guess he was, like, one of the first generation of superstars. Yeah. He's he's considered, like, the oldest professional gamer. That's probably true. At, like, 32 like, years right. old there or was, something stupid. There was, like, there was fame the gamers before him, but, mm-hmm. I mean... But he get, did it for a living. Yeah, and you're getting into Duwango days, which is, like, the infancy. Uh, so it's yeah. like there are, you know... Like what does it mean? Back when you were gaming, yeah, like Zolaris, if he was <laughs> champion of Duengo, what does that even mean? Zolaris, now you're getting to like. That's what I'm saying. Zolaris, that was Zardoz, Sean Connery. That was the top guy when I first started. He was the like <laughs> so... Ace Jace's nemesis. Wow, we're gonna have to interview Ace Jace. I think we need him on the cast because we've got the connections to this massive, yeah, gaming interest. Yeah, just... uh, <laughs> if nothing else we could talk about. amateur explosives. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Filling some 7-up balls with drano Oh, we went a little bit beyond that. Nice. Uh, That's all I've got on the mice. All uh, right. I know it was like an hour and a half of mice talk. yeah Hope the audience appreciated it. Maybe it'll help you out in your next decision to buy a gaming mouse. I know the research that I did will definitely help me in mine. Uh, I'm leaning towards the rat, probably the 7 because it's wired. Oh, yeah. When you think <laughs> rat, you think quality. <laughs> you think quality. That's the slogan for the show. All right. Uh,. Well, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more universal Haha. ha yes. um, okay The internet at least was a buzz and internet and, and precious few other sources besides tech internets was a buzz about the fact that you know it was pitched almost as a letdown that they discovered a new type of bacteria that thrives on arsenic as a letdown well yeah, because like a lot of people since this research was sponsored by NASA. No, and it was like, like, dude. No, this, no, wait, wait, they, wait. Okay, this is internet people feeling like they're all important and they know something. I'm just they're saying like, that they're trying to drag in mainstream down. media. Like they heard it was NASA and it was the exer exo uh terrestrial planetary like research team they thought like the, okay, oh my god a, that's you discovered funny like like they sent a probe to titan and came back with a space zebra oh get out of here so like when the guys like no actually we just found a, a form of life that thrives on arsenic it was like oh whatever nerd you know and they slapped the books out of his hands and left oh jesus um, the, uh, the media but nerds, geeks were doing that too. Geeks were like, "Oh, this isn't such a big deal." Right. Well, here I'm going to try to illuminate on why this was. Please a big deal. do because I actually don't know why this is such a huge deal. I know that it is a huge deal. Right. Oh man. Right. They got some beer, some beer voice going. Right. <laughs> but I know, I know it's a huge deal, but I don't know exactly why. Okay, well, you know, we, we're tar- we, they talk about, uh, you always hear about carbon-based life forms, class M planets sure. supporting carbon-based life forms. Sure, we're all carbon-based life forms. It's all we know. And there's six elements that life requires to exist. Uh, okay. Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, phosphorus, and sulfur. Every, every 100% of life required those six elements to live. What's the acronym Until that? last week. Chonpo? Chonapus. Chonapus. <laughs> Okay, so we are apotipus so based life forms. <laughs> uh until life's well, life week the, any biologist you'd come up and say, Could you get by with uh replacing arsenic with any of those life forms? Uh, can we feed you arsenic? Yeah. Or can you actually take arsenic and and build any of the basic building blocks of life? They would say, No effing way. Yeah. Well, there's a scientist, that uh, sounds kind of cute. Felisa Wolf Simon discovered a bacteria named sounds excitingly G F A J one gfaj she found this bacteria from she cultured this from a uh collection of sediments that she got from mono lake california now think about mm-hmm. mono lake it's hyper saline it's not it's, it's not mars it's not mars it's not even titan it's hyper saline <laughs> which means it's salty as hell okay like you can float just with your ass cheeks getting wet reading yes, the paper yes. like in a dead it sea times like ten salt lake right yeah, yeah, yeah you can you can do that stuff. It's hypersaline, is highly alkaline, which basically means it's super acid. You can make batteries out of it. Yeah, so these these bacteria thrive on these conditions, so they're already badass bacteria. Sure, yeah. acid get the hell out. Sa- salt, I eat salt for <laughs> breakfast, literally. Yeah, sea salt. Um, and this lake has one of the highest natural occurring concentrations of arsenic in the world. And I'm not talking not about the... Not true. I'm, That's my ass. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> arsenic. It's a different element. <laughs> oh, okay. unique to, to the Jim Jones of the world. Uh, now, there's a lot of strains of bacteria that can tolerate arsenic. Like, they can throw... You know, there's obviously bacteria in that They lake. can live in it. Yeah. Yeah. But this organism can incorporate arsenics into its DNA. Yeah. And continue to grow and multiply as if no change actually happened. And from what I heard, it actually... Uh, here, here's what I heard, because I've only done very minimal reading on this. Okay. I heard that they basically took this bacteria, which which used arsenic in its DNA or whatever, um, and they weaned it off of phosphorus. Well, it didn't use arsenic in its DNA. It or, actually or just didn't. tolerated and somehow was able it to... It could live. You know. It could thrive in an arsenic-based right, right, environment. Right. And then they weaned it off of phosphorus, and it adapted and used the arsenic to start replicating. It's actually kind of crazy because um, he, he, the thing about arsenic is that it's very chemically similar to phosphor. It's, yeah, it's only off by this. And just that's that why it's so bit. toxic because it slips through your biological protection that like keeps huh. crap from happening. And the thing about arsenic is it's highly reactive to water which all life, you know, uses as like a universal solvent. Reactive how? Well, it oxidizes, which basically means kind of like burns or explodes. Okay. So what happens is this will bind to the chains that, you know, like in a DNA chain mm-hmm. and then get exposed to water and Burst apart. Which so are, it rips, we have a lot of water in it, Yeah, and it, 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 even bacteria. It rips cell structures. It rips DNA apart when it binds to it. Gotcha. Because um, DNA, you know, we all know it's a double helix, right? Sure. So you got this. It's basically, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Like, whoa. it's basically like two ladders twisted together. <laughs> so the rungs of these ladders. You don't have to explain the very basics of DNA. I'm going anyway. You know, we're talk, we're we a geek have, cast, man. We're a geek cast. I'm going for Forrest Gump. If you're listening, this is for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. The rungs of this ladder, they're called nucleotides. Okay. Did you know that, smartass? I did know that. Okay. I took basic biology 101. So those are actually the codes, you know, the G A C, you know, in the stuff that, like, they were all the sequencing letters. The, the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. And they had all that G-G-C-A. With the, with the crazy uh, animated guy dancing around. All he knows, he always goes with frog eggs. Because apparently you you, you Hold inject, on to your butts. That's right. We got frog eggs fertilizing with dinosaurs. I know this system. It's Linux. Yeah. Or it's Unix-based. DNA is Linux-based. You'll yeah. be right at home, listeners. Okay. Sorry but for the, derailing you. So you got the rungs, right? Those that are guanine. Mm. Well, well, it supports it. It's the rails. Okay. okay. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the helix mm. formation actually binds these together. Well, in every other life form on the planet Earth, it's the trono. it's chains of sugar and phosphate. Oh. Now, phosphate is one atom of phosphorus and four oxygen in a molecular structure. Okay. If you don't have phosphor, you don't got phosphate. You don't got phosphate. You don't <laughs> sure. got any backbone to DNA. You don't got DNA. Yeah. You got no life. Yep. Well, this uh, F- uh, Wolf Simon, Doctor Wolf Simon. I'm gonna call her Felicia. Cool. From this point forward, just because I'm gonna fantasize, it's Felicia, Felicia Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. And you want to do her exactly. Uh, she slowly took this uh, with um, uh, bacteria that could tolerate arsenic she starved it of phosphorus over yeah. generations this is what and, I had read. and and amped up the level of arsenic mm-hmm. to where the uh, level of phosphorus is too low for any other organi- organism to not just survive but to grow and multiply and the arsenic was far too toxic and this bacteria over generations kept growing and kept dividing mm-hmm. she's done this over the past year and generation after generation they now only have access to the phosphor that's from the original colony like these bacteria have died and returned to the medium and she's kept feeding them the only phosphor so to she this has not added any phosphorus for many generations she's been adding arsenic <laughs> yeah she's been adding arsenic the phosphor now is like anything that they can reclaim from the dead ancestors of the first colony that's only phosphorus wow. available to this entire culture so so do they do they consume the phosphorus is it is it an issue of like it's reducing as the generations go through, or is it preserved in the DNA? Of- well, see, that's a, that's that's what a lot, of, that's, we're going to get to that. You're, you're, you're a spoiler. Alert. Okay. Uh, well, um, I, I'm just asking questions because I'm like the audience here. I've not done the research on this. Right. Well, anyway, the theory was that, like, there's so little phosphor that the, the division, they have to be using arsenic in the DNA or else sure. they wouldn't be able to keep dividing. Now, a lot well, of have scientists. Have they analyzed the, DS, the DNA on this? A lot of scientists are saying, well, that's BS, is bullshit. Um, they're just using the phosphorus yeah, from they, the they're Yeah, they're, they're finding ever more elegant ways of refining and recycling phosphor. Gotcha. But what she did is she used mass spectronomy. Um, that okay. work at nanoscales. Like, so have you ever done in high school where you, you, sh- you hold up that like little box to the sun and you can see that, like. During an eclipse? Yeah, so you, well, don't the, burn the, you out can your see, like, you know, there's like a little color spikes. And it's like, well, the sun's made of hydrogen because it spikes at this level of the spectrum. You know, I have like, not, but I do know the magnetic spectrum and the, the. When data starts BSing in Star Trek, that's what they're talking about. Well, Mass I, It's expansion of the universe and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I know what they're talking So they about. actually could tell that the presence of arsenic was coming from within the cell structure. Then she fed them radioactive arsenic. I'm I'm telling you, badass bacteria here. (laughs) Apparently so. Like arsenic, bring it on. Radioactive arsenic. (laughs) Nom, nom, nom. If this ever spawns a virus, we're all turning into zombies. Yes, yes. (laughs) Radioactive arsenic zombies. We have problems. (laughs) Um, So she found that one tenth of all of the absorbed arsenic was actually ending up into nucleic acids. So in, okay. inside the okay. center, then DNA. she used, uh, like, I guess, cause I'm not a, a molecular biologist, but a you're st- not, no, I'm not a standard method of extracting and purifying DNA to isolate from cells called gel purified DNA extraction. And what this does hmm. is it's a way of filtering this to where only material from the uh, nucleus of a cell is processed. Everything else that's okay. in like just floating around in the membranes and in the mitochondria or whatever else this has got is yeah. isolated. Um, and this makes sure that no other matter from the cells makes it into the sample. And she analyzed that with microextended X-ray absorption fine structure spectroscopy. Wow, okay. that sounds complicated. And this basically—I love scientists, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. But it, it basically she shines these individual beams of light on the molecules themselves, and what. What they absorb and refract tell you what elements in it. She probably used a laser mouse for that, by the way. And she conclusively showed that arsenic had bonded to the carbon and oxygen molecules because remember we're talking about sugar and phosphor is what normally so, sure yeah uh, in exactly the same way that phosphor does. So the arsenic hmm. had completely replaced the phosphor phosphorus in those bonds. So there was no phosphorus found in in those bonds in the DNA. Not well. That's a good question. I don't, they actually didn't say that in the article, but they said the arsenic was in the bonds. And that's, this is where Ah, some criticisms of manufacture. But the other thing is I mean, that that sounds like replacement to me. and, And the bacteria change shape. They're they're larger than the original colony, and they have gaps in their structure where scientists have theorized that they've actually manufactured. This is the pockets of the chemical that stabilizes arsenic because, again, arsenic huh. exposed to water ruptures. Sure. So this so this bacteria isolating is is, is larger and has gaps, like almost like where they've built insulation around these new structures. Wow. So they they've changed its me- its mechanical shape and structure. That, uh, wow. If that is not like proof of evolution well, right there, right. I mean, that's unbelievable. So now, obviously, there's some scientists that are skeptical of the results that it sure, just got released sure. uh, December 2nd, the full study. And there's a lot of scientists trying to replicate, and they're ordering these bacteria and trying to do this. Well, uh, yes, the scientists need to yeah, this is how science do works. some redundant experiments. Right. They need to prove this. And the reason is because arsenic is highly reactive. Um, if you replace... they. You know, if you try to replace phosphor with uh, arsenic just mechanically in a Mm -hmm. bond, it would just blow up. One scientist said the half-life of an arsenic bond exposed to water is measured in minutes. So okay. that bacteria's maximum lifespan, he said, would be ten minutes in this environment. How is, fast did they replicate? Well, it's not that's not fast enough. Okay. Um, so he's saying that there's got to it's got to be stabilized by a completely unknown mechanism, which the science is doing a study is like readily like we don't understand how it's working. We see that it's changed shape. We see that there's new structures. We haven't analyzed that part yet. But apparently Felicia does. And he th- and and the, the skeptics think that the trace, like you said, the trace amount of the phosphor was enough to sustain the phosphorus bonds in the DNA. And That's that the, the objectors, phosphor, right? The objectors are saying, and, this. and they're saying it's a classic phosphorus sugar bond with like arsenic coating. Hmm. Okay, hmm. I, I mean, I'm not going to challenge anything yeah. here because I am not a molecular biologist right. by any means, right? But so she does. I'm just seem, gonna go with it. There's, I would say that the majority of scientists have accepted it. There is a minority, really, yeah. That that there's some that say that just because it's so revolutionary. Well, I mean, this is a very, very new. Because they also can't figure out how, conclusion. like, if you had a, a standard sugar phosphorus bond, they can't figure out where arsenic would fit in there. So even the skeptics say mm-hmm. you've got arsenic inside the nucleus inside DNA. How does it not DNA. destroy this? Yeah, where? How is it bonding and how is it not reacting? You mm-hmm. know, like it, it's they they're saying, okay, I, I understand that you've got that, but how in the world? Even if my theory is correct, how does that even work? Well, I want to see. Uh, this goes back to what we were talking about a second ago. I want to see the redundant experiments. I want to see the proof of this because it, it's all about. I mean, science is all about doing the experiments and making sure they're correct. Right. We need some independent third-party sources to verify this. Right. We we can't just take this woman's word for it. Right as as foolish it up as she is. Right, we need some others to do this to confirm it. The other weird thing is, like the latest generation, she as an experiment took part of the culture and exposed it, completely starved it of arsenic, and gave it phosphor rich, and it thrived just as well. So it's like it dual. Go, it's purposing. like ACDC, man. Wow. So it's bimolecular. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna say, like, I'm not gonna call her out and say, "bull, right. bull." I right, don't believe right. it, but right. that that's amazing. Right. So, so how does this affect our worldview? Okay. Like, I I don't know if you've well, done saying, the thinking about this. She's but... saying that the, the Felicia day hmm. uh, says that it's highly unlikely this is the only life form that can thrive in arsenic. That she believes it's the tip of a very large iceberg. There's all kinds okay. of what they call arsenophile bacteria. Arsenophiles. Which means they're... I used they, to be one of those. <laughs> um, and it leads to arsenic. buying $200 arsenic cables <laughs> from Monster. <laughs> if you're an arsenophile. Some... You have golden ears. Or doing it in the arse. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm an arsenophile, um, but she's but but there's like several different bacteria. This one of that they know that like or they can at least thrive in an arsenic-rich environment. Yeah. She's already ordered 14 other strands from Lake Mono that she is now conducting the same experiment on, and mm-hmm. she's also ordering other uh, close relatives of the bacteria strain to see nice. if she can induce this in others. Yeah. Um, but it's the first time, to see that. the reason this is significant is because this is the first time in all of biology mm-hmm. that anything has been found that can use one of it, of the different elements in its basic structure, other than the six that I mentioned, other than, hydrogen, yeah, the six, oxygen, the carbon, uh, sulfur, phosphor, the chance and hydrogen. Yeah. Yeah. The chance, <laughs> um, it opens the door that life can exist in a much wider range of environments than thought before. People have theorized that you could have silicon-based life. Sure, we've seen it in Star Trek. We've seen it with the... And that you don't need one base, but no one's ever seen it. Now, yeah. this is like science fiction has taken a small step towards being science fact. Honestly, if this is proven by independent experiments, this is mind-blowing. Because here's the thing is, this wasn't in some other alternate... You know, world where they only yeah. had arsenic. This was life that was built on these blocks mm-hmm. and adapted to use an alien. That's where the kind of alien that they said this is alien life because sure. what, before last, before this, the she started experimenting. One hundred percent of all life on Earth had those six materials in their DNA. One hundred percent. I don't know if people realize one hundred percent scientific experiment. Yeah is a massive amount of right, data. Right. Every single thing we've encountered in this universe has been based on the chance. Right. And now we're looking at chancea. Right. It's It'd be like if you said the sun came up purple tomorrow. Yeah. Because one hundred percent of the time the sun has come up and has been red or or it's been orange, but now yeah. it's just come up as flaming purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is so far out of the realm of what we understood to be the the normal case. That it's a mind-blowing discovery. Michael New, uh, one of NASA's chief astrobiologists, said, "...the discovery of an organism that can use arsenic to build its cellular components may indicate that life can form in the absence of large amounts of available phosphorus, thus increasing the probability of finding life elsewhere." Exactly. This finding expands our understanding of conditions under which life can thrive and possibly originate, thereby Mm -hmm. increasing understanding of the distribution of life on Earth and the potential habitats of life elsewhere in the solar system. Boom. That's where we're talking aliens. And I like that he says possibly originate because we're not talking about something that did originate with arsenic. We're talking about something that was weaned onto arsenic. Which is kind of almost harder. All, You've got like I, a billion. years of I can't of ev- say that. I'm not a scientist, so no, I don't know what. That's what they it does. You got a billion years of evolution geared towards. Yes, it'd towards be like if you the, took a Ford motor and threw a, a potato in place of an engine, and all of a sudden it kept running. Or it'd be like if you took a petrol engine and threw diesel into it. Well, that's different because it's like it's. It's that's not even going further because we're not talking about the food it eats, We're talking about what it's using, what it's made up of, what it's composed of. Sure, yeah. So it'd be like it's like if you took the steel and threw plastic into it, right? Truck. Right. And <laughs> and, and you slowly, it's like you gave the steel workers steel, and over a thousand generations, you kept on giving less and less steel and more and more <laughs> plastic. Yeah. But but they kept making the same amount of cars, and the cars behaved identically. Yeah. till so the Ran end, you got a hundred percent plastic, and it's like what? Yeah. So. Absolutely. I, okay, here's here's my question. How we've we've seen that we can replace phosphorus. Mm-hmm. What else can we replace? Right. What else could life? Like you were, for example, the other big one because they said the one quote from a scientist said people say carbon-based life. You could easily say phosphor based life. Sure. Uh, well, I Those wanted you to look big. up like we were talking about this subject earlier. Right. I wanted you to look up the percentage of carbon versus. And I could the not find five. that. But you I couldn't did find, find okay. that of the rail. There's only two components of it: sugar, which is oxygen and carbon, and okay. phosphorus or phosphate, which is you know phosphorus. Okay, and so a significant portion. So you're talking could be about phosphorus. there's a half of uh, or at least one third of the components of the rail have yeah. been replaced entirely by a new chemical. Wow! Yeah, so I, I mean, we're looking at, and it's not if, just like if something poisonous, right. something that destroys life as we know it, right. like arsenic, could right. be used and incorporated into DNA. What else could be? I mean, right. silicon is certainly a possibility. Yeah. What, what else? Every other element I can think of. Could possibly be a form of life. Right. I mean, you we, got, we don't know. Yeah. Anything that's similar, it's like because right away people said we can't use arsenic it's too reactive to react with water. Now you can. Wrong. Boom. Yeah. So it's like that it's flips right everything. Absolutely. Silicone, you can place carbon and silicon. Can you replace oxygen with methane? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? There's probably, bio- We're just me- discovering there's probably biochemists this. saying, no, no. I mean, right now. But they would but, have said that about arsenic, right? I mean,. Right, I mean, but at least it's chemically, I'm saying that I don't have any It's chemically similar, methane, sure. <laughs> thing is probably totally chemically different right. than oxygen. Helium, but um, yeah. anyway. You can use and, uranium and sodium. Yeah. And, so, who knows? and petroleum jelly. <laughs> well, I've already adapted to that. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, need experiments on that, we we'll just send me to the lab. Uh, I got to say I switched to silicon-based lube. <laughs> I've thrived you in You were a silicone-based life form. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Silicon and silicone always mess me up, man. I know silicone goes in your boobs and silicon goes in your computer. Yeah. But they, they always screw me up. Silicon's an element. Silicone is a probably molecule based on it. <laughs> okay. and like phosphorus and, phos- and phosphate. It's silicon and yeah, phosphorus you had four uh, atoms of oxygen. Boom, you got phosphate. You got big boobs. That's right. Yeah, silicon right. you had four uh, atoms of fat boom you got big boobs <laughs> all right well i think we have covered that topic so like we've it. covered both these topics I, i'm glad you explained that because i didn't understand exactly what was going on and now i have a, a deeper understanding of exactly how important that is i knew it was mind-blowing because I, mm-hmm. I knew people being too dismissive but until i did the research i didn't know like how awesome it was yeah. So it's not alien life, but it might as well be because it's, there's no, no form of life on the planet that's like the stuff that she's got in her Petri dishes this Felicia day. Actually, that eliminates one form of real alien life that we can find because now we know it exists on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if we find some arsenic-based life forms, so we have to give it yeah, a green it's card. That's not alien. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, can, it can come to America. It can hold down a McDonald's job. Yeah. It yeah. can apply for Social Security. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So Marvin the Martian can write down. Are we ready for to unveil a new segment? We are, we are. Uh, we got a segment called the Two Minutes Hate. And we do. if you're familiar with 1984, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you should probably stop and read it. 1984. It's only like 120 pages. It's a and small, it is a novella. A great 120 pages. It's an amazing book. I mean this is a cultural cornerstone but but in, in literature. But listeners, we've been we're we're at war with another podcast. And we we've are. always been at war with this podcast. We haven't expressed it on the podcast, no. but we have been at war with this podcast. And in fact, if you listen to episode one, you'll find that we have been at war with this podcast. I listen to their podcast every time they release one, but it's only for research. Right. It's it's to really Figure out how we can break them down. Right, so we're going to start a segment where uh, we we select a target, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, personal arrogance is the podcast that we've selected. Personal arrogance, uh, yeah. That's personal arrogance. Uh, personal is spelled like you think in a dictionary. <laughs> arrogance, they they drop the ball. They messed it up. I I mean, how can you overlook something like no, a spelling error in your domain? It's In fact, let's let's start the dictionary minute... dot com. Let's start the two minute hate right now. I've got a timer. All right, we are going to hate this podcast for exactly two minutes. Yes, and start start some start some feuds. Start the, get start the war. That's always that we've always been at war with personal arrogance. And go. Okay, your domain name. How can you drop the ball? Personal arrogance. At least spell it right. A R R O G A N T S. That's not how you spell arrogance. No. How can you be arrogant about spelling arrogance wrong? Yeah. And your logo's got a fucking arrow running through it. An arrow. You, you didn't spell arrow. A-R-R-O-W. I'd a R R O W. I understand that. And a ram's head. What what are you doing with a ram's head as your logo? That doesn't make any sense, man. Goddamn. Where sheep. is that? Is that personal or arrogance? they <laughs> Sheep, they're sheep. And, they, and they, they they start with um uh they, they start each cast with a Matt Roloff or they roll for initiative. This is offensive. Matt Roloff is a little person. It makes me angry. On a television reality show about his whole clan of mid, uh, of little people it is. And, it is. And and, and, and I have a relative who's a little person. I don't find it funny fun at all. You can't of them. Call them midgets and, and and roll little dice midget dice. It's like little that's one dice. that's one step ahead of, of midget tossing, dwarf tossing. That's offensive to me. And then right after they go off for the Matt Roloff, they talking about their beer segment, and they're talking about beers that are local to Seattle. Now, yeah. I can't get these beers. They're telling me how good they are. They're telling me how tasty they are. I can't get these beers. I don't live in Seattle. Copies. Most of their listeners don't beer in Seattle. I can't get them shipped out of state because it's illegal. And What they, am they, I they, supposed to do? And they miss and delay the shows. We have 41 oh. podcasts. We have we 40 weeks. 40 weeks. Plus, gotcha. we're not counting a bonus content that we deliver delivered quality content to our listeners. They just miss because of a snow. There's too so much snow. There's a power out. Oh, we want to spend time with our families at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Lame. We we bring it every week consistently. And I got to say, personalarrogance.com, you can go there. But guess where it redirects you? Personalarrogance.beanfuck.com or whatever it is. Get a goddamn hosting get package. $4. Stop drinking your $4 Seattle beers and get a hosting package. That's all I'm saying. And they swear away way through oh. fucking money. you so unprofessional. Oh, my God. Matt and Jesse, worst names ever. Worst, worst names ever. You're yeah. talking Mary and Jackie? Well, I don't know. Oh, hey, Mark, Marty, and, 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 and David and June. I have no idea. Jim, She's so what about. And they have to focus the podcast. Ah, oh, two minute, two minute that's hate the is two over. Minutes, that's all I could get. Blue yonder, blue yonder, blue yonder, blue yonder, blue <sighs> yonder. That's all I could take. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad that's over because yeah. it was a physical toll that I just took there. And, and listeners, you need to rewind that and, and and jump on the board. You need to prove your loyalty and fealty. Go to Personal Arrogance, spell it retarded like they do right now, and uh, let them know how you feel. You can't go to the forums because they don't got any slack on yokels. They ain't got some forums. We got to represent the Midwest. Go to their latest podcast, make a comment, tell them, look, Bald Move is laying you guys out. Bald Move has called down the gauntlet. And we're going to hate on you two minutes every week. Every week. Every week. Can you handle it? And guess what? Our podcast, consistent. If nothing else is consistent, you can guarantee hey, every freaking week. Save it for next week. week. You're right. You're we got, right. We, I'm got sorry. Another, we got a lot of two minutes to fill. <laughs> we got plenty of two minutes left, guys. Bring it on. If you've got any kind of gumption in you, if you haven't totally gone stale from releasing your... Podcast. Missing your turkey and spinning with your family and your girlfriends and significant others. If you aren't in a trip to fan coma, What kind of just geek has it? a girlfriend? Ever. Yeah. What is this? Girls? Girls, we're talking about technology. Yeah. We're talking about the cutting edge of geekdom. Bros on the podcast before hoes. Midwest coast. Midwest coast. That's all for I gotta life. say. They got the Mid Coast. The West Coast. We yeah. got the Midwest Coast. That's right. Till we die. Till we die. Uh other segment. We have another segment? Feedback. I've, I've, we want to hear if, if you're man enough to give us some feedback on that personal arrogance. But uh, we got yeah. listeners that love us. We do. Uh, we. We've had some... Uh, uh, we opened up the mailbag. Here's 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 my one feedback shout-out. I got to shout it out to Staffa, who is keeping our forums MVP. single-handedly alive. This man, he has been posting. When we have posted a new episode... He posts a forum thread. Right. If we haven't gotten to it yet, like I was on vacation last week, yeah. and Jim's too lazy. toast it. <laughs> I am too lazy. Thank he, you. And not stop, just posting. He, po- he posts like a uh, sources cited Wikipedia article. He really does. Post. Like bibliography and everything. It's impressive. And like he caused me to question, like my like you know he helped me understand why I like brawlers. I like brawlers That's because true. my mom forbid forbid me to play violent video games. Forbade during, you. Forbade me right. during the heyday of Double Dragon. And River Final City fight. Ransom and Final Fight, I was denied. Yeah. And I need that. And he's like, that's all passe because he played that when he was a kid. Sure, he's he had been a normal there, done childhood. that. Yeah. Didn't have a crazy mom. So thank you, Staffa, for keeping us going. I mean, you're you're giving us the power, the will to go on. He might have. This is kind of a secret. He might have put us up to this too many to hate, too. He may have. And we hope he leads the charge of the Light Brigade against the evil forces of Bring it to Personal him. arrogance. Smackdown. We want some WWF Raw style, WWE, whatever. So, um, well, we did have a question from a listener to want to know what we were talking about when it came to wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows, yes. Wheelbarrows harkens back to geek colorblindness, which I believe was episode 9? No, 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 no. It's episode 12, Episode 12 of Blue Yon. 12, and this is actually in our uh, Editor's Choice section of our website, which is right at the top. You go to baldmove.com, you'll see... A proper domain name. A (laughs) a proper domain name, not baldmove.bodpeenpeen.com. (laughs) epeenupperass.com. Yeah, we're talking about baldmove.com. Right there at the top, you can see our badass part, do... You can see our geek color blindness, and you can see our zombie survival draft. Uh, those are su- what we feel are some of our strongest episodes. Uh, check those out. Geek color blindness, go on. Right. Um, so wheelbarrow comes from that episode it's some mm-hmm. aaron's greater theory of wheelbarrows where i said that when i yep. am reading a fantasy series or sci-fi series from that matter and i get to someone's name has mm-hmm. got an inordinate amu- number of dashes consonants in a row apostrophes Apost- <laughs> it's bristling with apostrophes <laughs> Shut- i'm like i'm not going to spend the mental resources to try to pronounce that name i'm a no. speed reader i'm assigning that guy wheelbarrow that guy is wheelbarrow literally wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow like you say, say the word in your head And I see, and like, if maybe the book's a six-series book, I'll eventually learn through osmosis' name. Yeah. But here's the thing. If this guy hits me with, like, a wheelbarrow after wheelbarrow, like, if I'm in the country of wheelbarrow, on the fifth month of wheelbarrow... First paragraph. ...where the first lord of wheelbarrow uh, wields the magic wheelbarrow of wheelbarrow... During... That's too many wheelbarrows for me to keep track of. During the time of wheelbarrow, in the war of wheelbarrow... I can visualize maybe six different types of wheelbarrows. One's got a big wheel. One's got a small wheel. One's got a wood bug. See, that's... But you start running out of wheelbarrows, and I'm like... I'm, I give you two. I give you one for each wheel. On Jim a hates fantasy. I like fantasy. I'll give you six. But six you need to, is an impressive amount of wheelbarrows to keep track of. When you're building a world, you need to take it easy. Slowly introduce those wheelbarrows. Yes. Keep the con- keep some common ground with your listener. And that was yeah. the so if you hear us talk about wheelbarrow, that just means us some nonsense term that uh, that they mm-hmm. sometimes we've invented. Sometimes the author or other content producers invented. Uh, it's a wheelbarrow. Yeah, and I would suggest that anybody who has not heard episode 12, go back, check it out, because we have a lot of insights in there. We have a it's lot of our of, favorite casts. It really is. Um, it's not—well, it actually does have some good comedy in it. Yeah, um, that's funny. That's it's funny. It's got the funny That's tag. where the tentacle penis came from. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but we also have a lot of good insights. That the wheelbarrow theory is just one part of it. And we go into why I hate fantasy— um why I like sci-fi over fantasy um the difference between those two genres a lot of things like on anime and all sorts of oh stuff, yeah we, we laugh we cry, cover the ground we rant we get crack funny we're talking about anime books rpgs science fiction it covers the gamut yeah if you're a new user uh, a, a new listener a user like we're heroin <laughs> if you, we are if you're a new listener and you've not heard any of our episodes i suggest you start with the editor's choice stuff And go from there because those are, like I said, what we feel are the strongest episodes. Yep. Agreed. Uh, we got a little bit more feedback, but we're kind of running short on time, so we'll save some for next week. Okay. Uh, if you good. have feedback, where do you send them? Where do you, where do you send it in, Jim? You would send those to blueyonder at baldmove.com. We will read literally any email we get. Any we, insanity did you send us? We may bleep your racial epithets, but. Or we, sexual slurs. Sexual slurs. You know, stuff that we're not comfortable Even Even um, our vestigial sense of morality. We have, yeah, we can go pretty far off the tracks, but if you guys go farther off the tracks, we might have to bleep you. Yeah, but we'll still read it. We will read it. We'll read we will Vile Insanity. Uh, we also are on iTunes. Go to iTunes. Leave us some five-star reviews. Here, Here's the thing that I could say is most important to our cast. Uh, we are trying to get the word out. Get our cast out there. Just tell your friends. Mm-hmm. If, if you can tell one, two people... That that would help us tremendously. We're we're looking to reach an audience. We're not trying to make money here. We're not selling you anything. Right. We're we not want trying to sh- slam we want ads. To spread love. There are never going to be ads on our site. No. We, never. We never. We will never put ads on our Death site. Death first. Absolutely. So just tell your friends. Like if they want some good content, some good geek content, come to baldmove. We might sell you a t shirt. Never. But you'll love face. our t shirts. Oh yeah. And we'll they'll be them. reasonably priced. Right. So, in fact, we will make zero. I'm pretty sure we'll probably make zero money off. We're actually considering buying some and giving them away on the show. Oh yeah! So we may actually be losing money on t-shirts. We just want you guys to have a good experience with our cast. What else we got? Twitter. We have Twitter. Twitter.com slash baldmove. If you want to keep track. If you don't have like an RSS reader or iTunes or Zoom yeah. or something like that, uh, every time we release a cast, it goes up on Twitter. also goes up on Facebook. We can it do does. some Facebook fans. Search Like us, us. On baldmove. Is it going to kill you to like us? Come on. It's not. No. It's one button click. No. People, we know you have Facebook accounts. Right. They have, Everyone does. Facebook has 12 engineers working on the like button for six months. <laughs> it's super easy. One Facebook click. Facebook has more than 500 million users. <laughs> You're one of them. Go there and like us. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, our, our forums, forums.baldmove.com. That's right. Go there, participate. Staf is lighting it up. Kiss Staf's ring. Kiss Staffa's ring. Get his blessing. Make sure your Schwartz is as big as his. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go there and check us out. That's all I've got, man. I think I'm spent. Two spin. minutes hate took it out of me. Yeah, we're gonna have to summon. We're gonna have to bring the thunder for every two minute hate. It almost felt like a three minute hate. Yeah, <laughs> if you got some, uh, you got some seconds you want to add to the three minute hate or the two minute hate. Let us know. Yeah, write it. We'll... Write it in. Yeah. If you notice something about the personal arrogance, and I'm sure there's a lot to notice there. Yeah, we're not saying you should go and listen to that cast. That would be a horrible idea. <laughs> in circumstance, are we trying to drive traffic to a podcast we like. No, 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 God, no, no. that's the furthest. Stay the hell away. <laughs> Don't listen to those. Sheep, No nothings. Goat people. Deformed, hideous troll men from the West Coast. <laughs> Don't listen to them. But if you do, and you have something we can pick on them for, uh, you know. Send it our way. You know, you take take one for the team. Send it our way. Absolutely. All right, let's end this thing. With that said, until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I'm A-Rod Hub- uh, I'm A-Rod Ciao. Yes.